What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we're going to be taking a look at a personal favorite of mine, 1966's Batman the Movie, starring Adam West, Burt Ward, Lee Merriweather, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, Frank Gorshin, Alan Napier, Neil Hamilton, Stafford Rep, Madge Blake, and Reginald Denny. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Like I said during the introduction, today's film is a personal favorite of mine in the fact that even though I saw Batman 89 first, considering that was a theatrical film and, you know, it wasn't like the times today where you could, or where I would anyways, rush back out and see a movie again. I saw Batman 89, came home, and then because of the success of Batman 89, TV stations started to repeat and rerun the Batman TV show. So in the time between when I saw Batman 89 in theaters till it came out on home video, Batman 66, the TV show and the movie, was what kept me in the Batman mythos, if you will. So this became my Batman, even though Keaton was my first exposure to Batman. I've always loved the Adam West series and the movie, and we'll talk a little bit more about it afterwards. Let's get into the meat and potatoes here, shall we? Our movie opens with Batman and Robin getting a tip that Commodore Schmidlap is in danger aboard his yacht. So the dynamic duo launch a rescue mission using the Batcopter. And as Batman descends on the Bat Ladder to land on the yacht, it suddenly vanishes beneath him. As Batman rises out of the sea, there is a shark attacking his leg. However, Batman is able to dislodge it with his shark repellent bat spray, and the shark explodes. Batman and Robin then head back to police headquarters where they hold a press conference in Commissioner Gordon's office. After the press conference, they deduce that the entire thing was a trap set up by four nefarious villains who are currently at large and not in prison. The Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, and Catwoman. The four criminals kidnap Commodore Schmidlap and his newest invention, a dehydrator that can turn humans into dust. And the villains escape in a war surplus pre-atomic submarine, which is made to resemble a penguin. Batman and Robin are able to discover that the yacht was really a holographic projection and they return via the Bat-Boat to a buoy 
that has a projector concealed. The dynamic duo end up trapped on the buoy by a magnet hidden within it and are targeted by torpedoes from the submarine. They are able to use a radio detonator to destroy two of the missiles, and it just so happens that a porpoise sacrifices itself and intercepts the last torpedo, allowing Batman and Robin to escape. The villains then decide to set another trap for Batman and use Catwoman, disguised as a reporter from the Moscow Bugle by the name of Katanya Irenia Tatanya Kerenska Alisov, or Kitka for short. Kitka goes on a date with Bruce Wayne, while the Joker, the Penguin, and the Riddler kidnap the two and bring them back to their lair. The plan here is to lure Batman to rescue Bruce Wayne and finish him off with another one of Penguin's explosive animals. However, the villains are unaware that Bruce Wayne is actually Batman's alter ego. Bruce is able to fight his way out of captivity and return to Wayne Manor, where he and Dick Grayson transform back into Batman and Robin and head back to the villain's lair, only to find a bomb. Batman is then met with frustration as he rushes around the docks and hopes to find a safe place to toss the bomb so that it won't hurt anybody. Batman is able to find a place just in the nick of time, only to then turn around and bump into the Penguin, who is disguised as Commodore Schmidlap. The Penguin is able to scheme his way into the Batcave, along with five dehydrated henchmen. However, Penguin's plan fails when the henchmen unexpectedly disappear into antimatter once struck due to the fact that the Penguin mistakenly rehydrated the goons with toxic, heavy water, which Batman uses to charge his atomic pile, thereby leaving them in a highly unstable state. The villains then plot to kidnap the United World Organization's Security Council and are successful with Batman and Robin unable to prevent the kidnapping attempt. Batman and Robin then chase the villains in the Batboat in order to retrieve them, as well as Miss Kitka, who the duo presumes is still a captive of theirs. Robin uses a sonic charge weapon to disable the Penguin's submarine and force it to the surface, where a fistfight ensues. Batman and Robin defeat the villains, but when Catwoman falls and her mask comes off, revealing herself to be Batman's love, Kitka, Batman becomes heartbroken. Commodore Schmidlap then enters the room, trips and falls into the vials of the dehydrated members of the United World Organization's Security Council, breaking the vials 
mixing the dust and sneezing, scattering the dust even further. Batman and Robin then set out to work on constructing an elaborate supermolecular dust separator in order to filter the mangled dust. The duo is successful and they set out to now rehydrate the council. With the world watching, the Security Council is successfully rehydrated. All the members are restored, alive and well, but continue to squabble amongst themselves, totally oblivious to their surroundings. However, each council member now speaks the language and displays the stereotypical mannerisms of a nation other than their own. The duo quietly leaves the United World Headquarters by climbing out of the window and descending on their bat ropes as our movie comes to its dramatic end. Holy bat puns, Batman. Like, there's so much going on in this film between the villains all teaming up and the the Commodore's invention and Batman and Kitka and Bruce and Kitka and there's so much going on here to digest, but it's all woven so beautifully into the story. It very much could have been oversaturation. But the Batman TV show was so successful at this time that they were basically just printing money. Anything they had put out on that screen was going to draw money, was going to make a profit. And they didn't just settle for a villain or even a brand new villain that could have been perilous to the dynamic duo. They went for their four biggest guns. And with the exception of Julie Newmar, who did not return for the film, she'd come back in season two of the TV show, but she wasn't here for the film. Lee Merriweather played Catwoman in this version. The other three, Cesar Romero, Burgess Meredith, and Frank Gorshin, all came back for their roles because they knew how big this was going to be. Now, there were some issues between Gorshin and the producers going into the second season. And although the Riddler does pop up in season two, it's not Frank Gorshin who plays him. It's actually John Astin, better known as Gomez Adams from the Adams Family series. Gorshin would then come back for the third season after seeing Astin's horrendous representation of his character. But I digress. Everything that I love about Batman and these four villains especially is on display here in this film. The Joker is very much his clown prince self here. Very comical, very over the top. Some might call it campy, but this was the version of the Joker that laid the blueprint in media for Jack Nicholson, for Heath Ledger, for Jared Leto, for Joaquin Phoenix, even for Mark Hamill. 
all of them took something from Cesar Romero's Joker and then flipped it a little bit for themselves. Burgess Meredith as the penguin. You know, he he just so precise and diabolical and meticulous in his plots and what he's trying to do to the dynamic duo, even though the other three villains have their own things that they want to try and throw in there. Penguin very much is the backbone of the mission here. The Riddler, again, over the top. Some might call it campy, hysterical, but such a sound mind when it comes to executing his riddles and knowing where they'll fit in and knowing where not to do them, showing that level of restraint. Again, you can very much see the blueprint here for what Jim Carrey would then use down the road in Batman Forever. Very much a lot of Gorshin's style and charisma into Jim Carrey's performance. Lee Merriweather is Catwoman. Again, it's the only time she played Catwoman as Julie Newmar covered her for season one and two of the series, and then Eartha Kitt picked it up in season three. But I really liked the way they gave her the dual role here. Granted, it wasn't Selena Kyle, which we all know is Catwoman's alter ego, but they gave her this other alter ego of Kitka. And I thought that the way they integrated that into the story here was just perfect. Well done way to bring that difference in, have her be a reporter for the Moscow Bugle, make her first appearance at the press conference, you know, try to get Batman and Robin to take their masks off, you got to figure is something they get asked about all the time. And the way they handle the request with such style and class and dignity, so well done. I, I, can't, I can't even think of anything else to say about this one. When it comes to my rating for this, I don't know if I can go five stars. I do love this film to death, but... I don't know if I can do five, so I'm going to go with four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five, only because despite the fact that the four villains came together and worked really well in this, I think it might have been a little bit better if they had maybe just stuck to two, three possibly. Four, I feel, was a little bit overkill. And then when you factor in Catwoman is Kitka, Penguin's disguise is Commodore Schmidlap, you've got a, a whole lot going on here with the villains, some of which is unnecessary, some of which works. But I still love it nonetheless. Four and a half out of five stars for Batman the movie. What do you guys think out there? Those of you that have seen this, let me know. If you're watching the premiere, leave your thoughts and comments over here. If you're watching on demand later in the day, leave your thoughts and comments down here. 
whatever you do, though, when you get out there on social media, let's try to get those hashtags trending. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When we leave Gotham City and make a stop over in Metropolis, and we take a look at Superman the Movie from 1978. Starring Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Marlon Brando, Ned Beatty, Jackie Cooper, Glenn Ford, Margot Kidder, and Terrence Stamp. You're not going to want to miss out tomorrow. Right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel. Right back here on another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. When I take a look at the first Superman film, a movie that I have never seen in its entirety before, believe it or not. So make sure you tune in tomorrow for that. To all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in, watching the premiere, leaving your thoughts and comments over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate each and every one of you. Likewise, all my loyal fans and viewers out there tuning in a little bit later in the day, watching on demand, leaving your thoughts and comments down here. Thank you very much. Once again, I appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate all my loyal fans and viewers that tune in on a regular basis. Show me that love and support and watch my product. Thank you very much for watching. I will see you guys next time.